Mike, every week we talk about making agents and entrepreneurs more profitable and productive by disrupting the way that they think. And this week I want to disrupt the way you think about being your best self. Yeah. Because what I realize is that our life is about our emotions and our patterns. Everything that we have right now is a result of the emotions that we embody and the patterns of our daily actions. And when I say that, Today's episode is about being your best self, and yet we are our emotions and our patterns. What comes to your mind? Um, what comes to my mind is, I agree with that 100%, the ability to, one, control our emotions. Um, this job can be stressful, and so to be able to be able to control that um, in a way to where you can actually harness it as energy um, and then our patterns is around organization and and not letting our business become chaotic, which then ful uh, fulfills a, a, a spiral um, where the chaos will lead to emotions and anxiety and it will disrupt your business. So that's kind of what comes to my mind. Yeah. And and absolutely. When you think about um, you, you know, you mentioned the word chaos. When you think about chaos and what creates um, chaos, again, it's a pattern oftentimes. And yeah. so when I think about becoming our, your best self, what's incredibly important to me is, is taking inventory of the patterns that we have every day and then our emotional response to that specific pattern. So for instance, if, if you're someone who, um, has a emotional relationship with the time that you wake up every day, yeah. you have two things at play. You have, um, the pattern of what time you wake up and the pattern around how you feel about it. And the reality is, is that you're in control of both of those things. The way that you, we feel about, um, the specific events of our day-to-day -day lives is oftentimes what creates that reciprocal pattern. And so, um, for me, one of the most important things to do is to every day take inventory of what I've done and then the patterns that were at play as to whether I uh, find them to be positive or negative or whether they bring me energy or take energy from me. And so taking inventory of our daily patterns and our daily emotions for me is one of the first steps towards becoming my best self. So how do you do that? Well, you know, there's a couple of different ways you could do it. Um, one would be, um, to journal, whether that's morning or night. Okay. Um, you could do that through uh, daily self reflection, whether that's writing nothing down, but at least having some, um, some self awareness of taking inventory. How did I feel in this moment? For the most part, I always know when I'm not the best version of myself. Yeah. And and that's usually because of the way that I feel disturbance. Absolutely. Yeah. And so when I'm not being the best version of myself, I'm aware of it. Now the yeah. difference becomes whether or not I can stop it in that exact moment. Right. Right. The, like the first step is, is like seeing the train right. and, and seeing the train that's headed off the tracks and being able to stop the train before it goes off the tracks is a totally different deal. Right. And so I, at least need to first be aware of like what creates that negative pattern for me. And then how can I interrupt that pattern if I'm not becoming the best version of myself? Got it. So we kind of talked about this last week. So if you guys didn't listen to our podcast last week, um, you kind of have to sit in that. Yeah. In that. So then you can make an adjustment 
uh, based on that disturbance or that feeling? What's giving you that that feeling? Uh, but you have to kind of quiet yourself. And that's where the routine and the patterns come in. So as you you as you have these patterns and these routines that you're doing. So, for example, this instance, I do a lot of circle prospecting and set a lot of appointments. If I'm doing those things and then I kind of feel that disturbance and I know I can isolate where I where I get that. So I, I do a lot of uh, list making and uh, so I can then track. And one thing that has allowed me to get better at that is now I go back and I actually review my calendar. I go back and review my list and then I actually go back or, and I look forward and I plan um, so then it minimizes those, those disturbances that I, that I get. So, so the, the ability to, to audit your, your day by yeah. having a list or by having some way to take inventory of, of how you feel in that particular moment. Um, I think that there, you have to have a moment of clarity though, where, where transparently the question I always try to ask myself is whether or not I'm being a victim. Okay. Because if, there, there are things that we all have to do in life that if we want to accomplish a desired outcome that don't bring us energy, yeah. there are things that we must do that we don't love doing every day, um, in order to, in order to accomplish or become the, the, the person that we want to become. And so at times I have to ask myself whether or not I'm being a victim or whether I'm being accountable and elite, because sometimes we, we try to make excuses or make reasons and justifications for why we don't need to do something that yeah. doesn't bring us energy. Yeah. When in fact, we need to really just make peace with the fact that it's not an optional D decision to make like uh we have a three-year-old and he hates to go brush his teeth or go to the potty right not a choice right yeah, like gotta do it make peace with it the yeah. sooner we make peace Own with it. the fact that <laughs> that those are two non-negotiables in life yeah. the easier it becomes and so i have to take inventory on a daily basis as to whether or not i'm being a victim or whether um, i'm being accountable and actually attempting to become the person who that I say I am or want to be. Absolutely. Uh, I agree with you a hundred percent. And sometimes you just have to be mindful of it. There's times where you, you get uh, bad things happen. Things don't break a certain way. And then you can, you can say this, you can say, okay, it's this person's fault, or you can just own it and say, okay, what it is that I could have done differently um, so that I could have had a different outcome. So then when that comes up again, I don't have the. I'm not going to be a victim. I'm going to. I'm going to find another way uh, in order to kind of fix that issue. How do you do that though? Because to me, that's one of the. Um, that's one of the things that I'm not sure is as prevalent as it needs to be with within people and entrepreneurs is to have the the self talk around whether whether you should take ownership of the outcome or not. Well, the buck stops here. So um, with as me being like a leader within my organization, um, all that kind of does fall upon me. And so I just have to, at the end of the day, if I'm not getting the results that I'm looking for, um, I just, I have to, you have to adapt. Um, that's the one thing that this whole, everything that's going on right now has really taught me is that nothing is certain. And yeah. so you have to adapt if it's the way you uh, interact with your clients, if it's the way you 
um, getting in front of people, if it's a way you, um, your services and your goods, you're selling your services and your goods, you have to be able to be adaptable, um, especially in times of uncertainty. So that's what I do. You have to be aware of it. And you have to, uh, another thing is mentor, um, find other people that are doing what it is that you're doing or what you would like to do. And then I, I model, I, you know, I steal things from people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's realistically like that's, um, that's because very, very rarely is there actually a unique or creative, yeah. um, life-changing thought, event, action. Almost everything um, that we do has been done before, right. and there is a model to follow. There, there rarely is original thought and original business um, ideas. There's usually a model to follow. And so, um, when thinking about mentor, though, I think for me, being on on the path to becoming best self, where the mentorship comes into play, is is having someone who's willing to hold you accountable to whether you're being, um, whether you're taking self ownership or whether you're being a victim. And then, um, when you need to have new people or when you need to be better, that's where, that's, I think one of the challenges for me that I always ask myself is as a leader, you know, I, no one is a great leader of marginal people. Right. And so at times you can be a great leader and yet have marginal people or allow people to be marginal and accept that as one of your standards. And so as a, as an entrepreneur, it can be it can be challenging to to always wonder when you're the problem or when when you need to um, level up the people that you have around you. And this is where the mentor comes into play mm -hmm. to give you an outside perspective. Absolutely. And you, you said something. To me, there's no discernible difference. If I, as a leader, hire a bunch of marginal people, that to me is an opportunity to grow. Absolutely. So, you know, from that perspective. So I guess the problem is you can be a great leader leading marginal people, but if you're a great leader, like, you should you shouldn't be you shouldn't hire marginal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should strive to talented people. Yeah, although interestingly, I hear that a lot too, and and I, I like that. That's very like normal and and propagated throughout business culture. And yet, when we look at like, especially in like college athletics, yeah, you see a lot of really great coaches who yeah. aren't able to recruit talent year one year two yeah. when they go to a new program. Like one of my favorite examples is Lou Holtz, for instance, after Lou Holtz left Notre Dame and went to South Carolina, Lou Holtz wasn't able to recruit to South Carolina the same way he was to Notre Dame. Right. And so there were multiple years in the beginning where they weren't able to get the Lou Holtz like outcome. And that maybe wasn't a direct reflection on whether or not he was a great leader. And so eventually um, they had to, they had to get, improvement at South Carolina in year one and then improvement in year two and improvement, right. improvement before right. finally they were able to attract the level of people to turn the program around to, to what eventually ended up being their best years um, in, in recent history. And so at times you have to actually go out and do I know. the job I know. in order to get amazing people. I, I, I totally get that. I guess where my head was, I was listening to uh, Gary Keller's podcast and yeah. he was talking about, uh, his ex-wife when he was divorced and he was talking about how, um, you know, his first wife and he was talking to his shrink and he said, um, the shrink said, it's your fault. Yeah. That's you right. married her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when I look at, uh, when I look at talent and I look at people, 
that I'm bringing into the organization, I look at them like, you know, I look at them like that. Like it's a decision that I made when I brought them in. So um, it's my it's it's my fault if if they're not successful. So yeah, and and I think that's the right approach to take. Always is to yeah. assume that it that there's always a consistent need for improvement. The challenge I have is that at times you either don't know how to know, attract yeah. more talent. Yeah. You don't know what, what value offerings you have. You don't have the money. Yeah. Um, or that's just the best you have available that's given it. the circumstances. And, and so it, it's oftentimes easy uh, as an entrepreneur, I think to look at other people who appear to be successful and then go, well, I'm just not good enough. I'm just not there as a person in order to attract these people. And truly it does discount uh, luck, yeah. which is which rarely gets talked about in yeah. entrepreneurship. Yeah. There is a large portion of luck in, yeah. in right place, right time yeah. that's involved in success. And um, not everyone, you, you can't get world-class talent necessarily yeah. early in yeah. your business. Yeah. And you're not always going to retain world-class talent either, yeah. even if you are a great person. Yeah, you have to have receipts, and it's yeah. you have to have a track record of uh, being able to sustain sustain success over a long period of time, so that people come in uh, and they know that your systems and models are are working. So yeah, I agree with that. Hey guys, I wanted to interrupt this podcast. This place, this Dr. Horton model we're in, is sweet. If you haven't experienced Dr. Horton recently. They're brand new to Indianapolis, but they are America's largest builder. You have to check them out. Dr. Horton, America's largest builder. So the thing that the like in total side notes, how I take inventory of that is it, because in our industry, um, it's a very transient industry where uh, yeah. you know the average life cycle of an agent with one um, with one team, especially as, as Gary's indicated, is two and a half years, and um, and so think that you have talent potentially for two and a half years. It's, it's very similar to being like coach Calipari or yeah. something at, at Kentucky, where you bring in a blue chip recruit and then they leave shortly thereafter. Um, I've looked at it as I have to make peace with that fact yep. for one. And then two, um, how much can I multiply the abilities and the talent of the person who comes into the organization and measure it as, did I get the most out of them during yeah. the time in which they were in our world or not? Absolutely. You, you have to be grateful. You have to be grateful for the time that you have with someone. If you are upset because they're making a decision that's best for them and they're leaving your organization, that's me. Yeah. And so like uh, we've been talking about energy, we've been talking about uh, disturbance. You don't need that disturbance. If you just own it and just say, look, you know, this is, you're going to have that time with someone and just be grateful for the time that you have with them. Uh, and then maximize that time. You want to, uh, you know, maximize the time that you have with them so that you can, both careers can be catapulted or amplified. Yeah, absolutely. So in thinking about maximizing time and, and creating a, a, a pattern to always grow your best self, um, I think there are several things that we need to identify um, as areas in which we should be taking inventory, not just professional life, because our, our, our personal life, our physical life, our relationships, our spiritual life, our health, um, and, and our finances all factor into becoming our best self. Amen. And, and as we have, um, not a balanced life, but growth in all of those arenas, 
is how we um, continue to grow as a person to become our best self. And that's where in business we show up as as our best version. And so um, when we look at identifying patterns um, outside of work so that you can show up in your business the best way, what are some of the patterns that you found to be successful that are not necessarily business related yet have a impact on your actual business itself? Um, your health. So, um, what I like to do, I'm like you, I like getting up early in the morning. I feel like I have a head start on the world. Everybody else gets up at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> if I've got all this stuff done by the time they get up, I'm already ahead of the game. I'm playing with house money. So my biggest uh, thing that I like to do is I like to get up. I like to go to the gym or run on my elliptical, um, for an hour. I read a book. Uh, while I'm reading, while I'm on my elliptical, I've listened to a book. I'm spiritual, um, so I like to take 15 minutes a day and read the Bible. Um, I like to spend time. I cook breakfast for the baby and for Amy, uh, and then I get right into work. I have a habit of, you know, doing my circle prospecting um, right there at like nine, ten o'clock in the morning, and so I have all of that done by the time it's 11, 12 o'clock. So what that does is it it gives me energy because I know I have all these things done. I have my appointment set for the day and I don't have the stress of, you know, I need to do this, 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 and this. So that kind of, that's what I do. That so I, I kind of wrote uh, a couple of notes. The equation that I wrote down was physical. Yeah. Plus learning. Yeah. Plus spiritual. Yeah plus serving and then income. And, and I love that, that you, uh, have serving or, or I kind of wrote down giving slash serving. When you mentioned that you, in your relationship, it sounds like you show up and start your day serving to important people in your life. Yeah. How does that impact your relationship? Well, (laughs) I would like to do more. I work a lot. Um, but that's the way that I can kind of share, share with them that I, that I, that I love them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, because we're, we're really busy and that's the time I can like protect that time uh, with the people that I love. Um, so and that's really important because this is the thing. Employees go to work nine and then they get off at five and they don't have to answer a phone. They don't have <laughs> to check an email. When you are an entrepreneur, you are an entrepreneur yeah, just yeah. as much as I am a person. So like every day um, I'm doing something that's business related and there's no way to discern or dis- distangle that or yep. untangle that. I guess that's a, that's an actual word. So, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, with that being said, that's kind of, that's how I, that's how I do it. So, so again, it's physical and then something that's learning something spiritual and then, and then serving prior to generating income. Yeah. I almost suffice that is it is it fair for me to say that that it's more that you find those things to be more important or the lead dominoes for your daily results? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that's why we do this. Yeah. I mean, we get it flipped. It's like, okay, are we we don't our we're not working like the whole reason why we work is in order to, you know, serve the ones that we love. Yeah. So if we don't do that first and make it a priority, it won't get, it just doesn't get done because all the other stuff just sucks it, just takes it over. 
Well, I think it's important to distinguish that, that not a lot of people would, would say they got into entrepreneurship most likely in order to do it for someone else. Right. I mean, to me, um, entrepreneurship is likely something that you're you're drawn to or something that you gravitate to because of your personality profile or because you you thought mm-hmm. there was a lot of potential for income in it mm-hmm. and what we find is that when you when you set goals when you attain goals or when you when you achieve a level of success in uh, in being an entrepreneur if you're doing it for no other purpose than for what you stand yeah. to gain what you find is that success comes without fulfillment yeah and so it's by actually having a purpose of giving and serving that we're able to find fulfillment and and being an entrepreneur. Otherwise, it's incredibly empty because there's no such thing as enough. Yeah, there will yeah. never be enough. Your business will never grow enough, sell enough, serve enough yeah. in order to fully fulfill the entrepreneur who seeks more. Yeah, and and that's that's something that of course um, that I wrestle with is always um, wanting more outcomes or better outcomes. Right. And, and so, um, having a habit, uh, or a pattern of daily being able to take inventory of what actually brings me fulfillment and then ensuring that that portion of the day, um, is accomplished before I do anything else yeah. is most important to me. Yeah. And you're also making a statement. You're saying to those people that, you know, Hey, you guys are my priority. And this, this is the first thing that I do in the day. And it's because I love you guys. So that's what I do on the days that you don't show up and follow this pattern. Uh, how do you feel and how are your results? You're drained. Like, so this, okay. Say I want to sleep in and it's a, it's a day I sleep in. Okay. And, um, I don't sit down at 10 o'clock. I don't make my phone calls. I haven't gone to the gym for one. My back hurts. <laughs> if I don't, if I don't run, my back hurts. Uh, and then another thing is if I don't make my phone calls, I'll end up having appointments all day. And I haven't the phone, like people, people don't understand is like the appointments are a lagging indicator. Yeah. So like you have to do the activities in order to lead to the appointments, the lagging indicator. So what happens is if you get caught up in the appointments, you never do the things to set the your next run of appointments and then you have a roller coaster going up and down. So by protecting that, and what that does is that causes a disturbance, that disturbance then causes anxiety and then you're like freaking out. So at, I'll end up, if I'm not making my phone calls, or uh, circle prospecting or doing the activities, and then I get into my appointments, then I have this disturbance that I haven't done it, and now my energy level is down, I'm not as uh, focused, and I'm not as efficient um, through the process. So when you think about the days that, or the, the times in your day when you're not your best self, when you're, um, when you internally have that that inner disturbance or that negativity or when you're projecting um something onto someone else on a daily basis or on a weekly basis whenever you show up that way um what is that what is it that you're feeling or what is the what is the cause of that typically for you or is that something that you ever take inventory of uh what was the first part yeah so like when you're not showing up as your best self what are you usually manifesting like what emotion or what event are you typically projecting uh like i'll give you an example give me for me for me i know that what i'm fear 
is totally. is by far the most totally. powerful emotion that I wrestle it with. It is. And for whatever reason, my my mind always goes to the like six steps from death, right? Got Especially it. as an entrepreneur that goes, okay, this person gets polio and this person has this happen and right. this other key person then decides to move yeah. on a missions trip and then all of a sudden now I'm out of business starting all over. Right. That for whatever reason causes me to project a way in which isn't to my best self. And so I find that I need to take inventory of, of the mindfulness of when I'm not feeling the way I want to feel or, or being the person that I want to be. What was the actual trigger? What was the root cause of that projection? It's in my mind. Yeah. It's imagined. Um, yeah. So yeah. like, uh, well, I, I told, and then you want to avoid it and then you, you wrestle with that disturbance and that disturbance drains you. And then you're, you're just not as focused. It's a spiral. So yeah, the, the thing that I've learned a lot is that the fear that's within me, uh, as you, as you say, it's, it's imagined. Yeah. Uh, and you have to be able to, uh, understand that and then take a hat on, be bold. Yeah. Once you tackle a couple of those, uh, what happens is you get, you get, um, momentum, really. yeah, momentum. You, you, be, you yeah. become, you gain the momentum and you prove to yourself that you are someone who can overcome challenges. Yeah. That, that really is the confidence cycle to a large degree is you're building, um, the, the self-confidence of knowing that you can overcome your imagined fears. The thing I wrote down is to be present. Yeah. Anytime that I'm not the best version of me, what I'm not doing is being present because I'm always in the future. Yeah. And the, and yeah. the future thinking is what causes us to show up yeah. and, and be one of which is in fear. Yeah. And if something bad happens, it's not the end of the world. Like if something like sometimes you'll have, like I just had a, a catastrophic deal just kind of blow up, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> but did you learn, like, are I you learned okay? A lot. Are you okay with it because you showed up okay with it or you learned to be okay with it by seeing several other times in your career where those deals fell apart and you, and you were okay? Uh, yeah. I mean, it blew up nor if I was a, like another thing is like, you have to have enough, you know, going on in your life. Like if it was, if I just had one deal working and it blew up, I mean, it would be, you know, more catastrophic, but you just know that life is going to go on. It's not a loss. I learned from it. So I learned, I learned from it. And then also my peace of mind, this, this, this client wasn't a particularly pleasant client. Uh, and so what is that worth? Yeah. You know, like, what is that worth? I'm married to this person for the next how, however long. And you know what? That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So in conclusion, I think that, um, when we think about being, um, our best selves, the, the thing that really jumps out to me is, is that the, the game of, of life is being you against you, right? It is, is can you become totally. a better version of yourself today than you were yesterday? Can your emotions and the patterns of your daily life, um, improve? Uh, and therefore get you closer to becoming the best version of yourself than you were yesterday? And are you able to sit and take inventory of, of what it is that you actually want and the awareness of whether or not your, your patterns and your emotions lead you to becoming the best version of yourself or not? And, and knowing that 
it is not the Instagram version where it's you yeah. versus whatever's on your social media feed. It is you versus you every day. Yeah. That's the real competition in life. And yet we're so distracted by thinking that we need to be something for someone else. And, and it really is the, the infinite game of you versus you. It is uh, totally. I told, I totally agree with that. And another thing is you can, you, there is no standing still. So like if you're not improving yourself, you're getting, you're, you're not getting better. You're getting worse. Yeah. So you have to recognize that. Yeah. 